I'm Charlene. In these 20-minute podcasts, I talk with memoir writers about their books, their lives, and their writing process. Sharing like this helps us all connect. As we listen, we learn about the world through the eyes of others. Their stories help us expand our views and empathize more deeply with each other. It's my pleasure now to invite you to listen in to this episode of Life Story on Soul Sciences. Hello, listeners. Today I'm with Kristen Rademacher who is the author of a book called From the Lake House, A Mother's Odyssey of Loss and Love. And this is a very powerful topic. So welcome to the program, Kristen. Thank you for, thank you for having me. Kristen, what brought you to write this book? Um, so... My, I lost a baby to a, a stillbirth in 2004. It was obviously unexpected, as most stillbirths are. And the, the initial way I coped with the flood of emotions I was experiencing was to do lots of journal writing. And I had been a journaler prior to losing a baby, but I really just leaned in hard to it. And I found it um, very, very helpful. I started writing letters to my um, I had a baby girl. I started writing letters to her in my journal. Um, and then about a year later, I discovered that um, my local art center was offering a class on how to sort of journal into your deeper life. That was, I think, the title of it. And it was being offered by uh, an author who had years earlier written a memoir about losing her baby. And that was the first book I had ever read after the loss of my baby. I read that book maybe three weeks after I lost my baby. And I didn't realize this author was local. I knew nothing about her. And there she was as the teacher of this journaling class. And I thought, I need to do this. I need to see who she is. And I need to continue on this path of writing because it was so helpful for me. And that was a life-changing moment for me. I went to that class, and she knew almost instantly that something big had happened to me based on my writing. And at that time, I wasn't writing specifically about my loss, but she's a very intuitive um, person. So she sort of sensed it, and then I sent her an email probably halfway through the course, and I told her, I read your book, and I also lost a baby, and your book was really meaningful to me. So uh, her journaling class morphed into a writing group and a series of writing groups that she offered in her home. And I just stayed with her and with this particular group that, that formed through the years. And it was in this group that I really started to sort of tell my whole story. And I hadn't really told many people about it. Not, I didn't even tell my family some of the things that life at that time. But it was something about this group of women and the, the intimacy and the familiarity of us meeting week after week that I started to write about my experiences. And then I had no initial plan for a memoir, but it became sort of clear that I had a lot of, I had a lot to say 
and it it could easily take the shape of a memoir. So it was a long process, long, long process. It's not like I sat down to write a memoir. I sat down to meet this writer, learn more about writing in general, and 15 years later, a memoir is what I produced. You certainly did, and it's a very powerfully written book. Thank you. To say that it Thank is Thank you very about, much. I appreciate that. Oh, you're quite welcome. It's well-deserved. Um, I read a lot of memoir, as you can imagine, and as you know. And I, 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 I'm so totally honored by everyone's honesty in memoir and how we just unveil ourselves and talk about what happened to us and how we came through it. But I wasn't prepared for the powerful moment-by-moment description you give to carrying this baby with the partner who wasn't actually that well suited to you and the whole state of consciousness you were in at that time, but carrying this baby right up to delivery and then the loss. And I, mm -hmm. I, I, you know, my expectation was from there you would go on and somehow bring us out of that. And But the thing was, it wasn't like being stuck in a valley of despair. You didn't. Somehow you were writing from a place of, of greater strength, and I found that very inspiring. Would you give us a little Thank more? You. You're welcome. Would you give us a little more fill-in about what all of that was about in your own words? You just cut out. Could you repeat that question? Sure. Would you give us, please, some more fill-in as to what was going on in your life, what the pregnancy was like? Is it possible for you to give us a little bit of that flavor so readers can know what they can expect from this very powerfully written, beautiful book. Um, boy, that was such a, a different time of my life. Um, I was in a rebound relationship at the time um, and had totally turned my life upside down moved to this new place with this new person as a way to escape the pain of this breakup I had in my old life. And pretty soon I discovered I made a mistake that this, this person and I were not well matched to each other. No surprise to anyone who knew me at the time. They were sort of waiting for me to come to this conclusion that they so clearly saw themselves. And and then we found ourselves pregnant. Um, so my pregnancy was a mixture of, of joy because I'd always wanted to be a parent. I always wanted to be a mother. And it also had lots of fraught moments in it as well because our relationship, my relationship with the father was um, tenuous at best, and as the pregnancy proceeded, we became very um, tense and anxious. We were having concerns, or I was having concerns about finances and um, just what it would be like to raise a child together. So it, it was, there were moments of my feeling very bonded and communing deeply with this, this baby that I was carrying um, coupled with moments of, oh my gosh, what what is this going to be like? How am I going to do this? So it, it was an incredibly rich 
time for me. Um, it's, it's not the pregnancy that I had ever imagined myself having. It's not a pregnancy that I would recommend <laughs> to others. And yet it, I, it's hard to explain. I'm, I'm deeply grateful that I had that experience um, to carry a child full term, you know, from, from the very beginning to, to the very end. I felt very, very connected to this little being inside of me. I'm a very sort of sensitive person anyway. So I soaked in all of that while at the same time kind of managing the what felt like the sinking ship that I was on. Astonishing. You've frozen a little, so there we go. <laughs> I hear in your voice exactly what it was in the book that held me. You have this resilience that comes through even in the darkest of the moments that you're describing. As the reader, I felt very held by your resilience. And indeed, mm -hmm. you did come around to some sense of acceptance, or how would you put those words regarding the loss of your daughter? Mm -hmm. After I lost the baby? Yes. Um, yeah, I, I definitely did. I, I, early on, I, and I don't know where this came from, early on, I decided I'm not going to become a bitter person who, who, I don't want this to define me. In a way, it, it hasn't defined me, but it was transformational. But I became very lucid that I need to make meaning from this. I need to understand it. I need to make meaning from it. I don't know why it happened, but I'll, I'll fight to the death to have this be something in my life that I can grow from and learn from and, 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 and make it not necessarily positive, but, but not sort of stuff it away and not be um, angry. I, I've always felt really not wanting any pity from anyone about that. That's for anyone who's lost anything. I think they would agree that, that feeling pitied is, a, is pretty terrible. So I became sort of vigilant about I'm okay, and I went really inside myself and, again, did all this journaling and writing and reading and just how can I make this okay for me? Um, so that was sort of my approach. It is a marvelous approach, and it does work. And Victor Frankl mm. uh, wrote about how the survivors in the camp were the people who could make meaning and contained meaning within the experience and it must have been profound for him but I think that in your experience it would have been profound for you as well and then that you had that conscious recognition you know this is an experience that can take me down I can get bitter and brittle and hateful mm -hmm. or I can dig deeper and use this as a mm -hmm. soil use it as a soil that promotes new growth something different do you feel different? Oh, certainly, certainly, very different. Again, this was this was 16 years ago now, but at the time, I was um, so much of my life had changed prior to having this child. Um, so I already felt like 
kind of unmoored in a way. I had moved to a new city. I had left behind every friend that I'd had in this metropolitan Boston area that I'd lived in. And I, I had used to be, I used to teach and I wasn't teaching anymore. So everything that I sort of had as my anchors, I had removed. Then I got pregnant, then lost the baby. So I was really uh, just adrift <laughs> for a while. Um, and, and I, again, had this lucid moment that, wow, you're, you are transforming. I don't know what you're going to become, but this is going to turn into something. Let's, let's see what it will, what it will be. So I think ultimately looking back, my life got a lot simpler because of these experiences and the losses of not just the baby, but sort of my identity and the dreams that I'd held for myself. And when I think back to my younger self living in Boston, of course I'm older now, but I, I don't resonate with that person as much who had just different values and different different goals. Um, you know, I, I really appreciate a much quieter life than what I had. And I think that's a, one of the true gifts that I got from this experience of kind of my life exploding <laughs> all at once. Yes. And your life continued to be um, very uncertain. You write again in the book so beautifully about returning to the place you, where you had known everyone and spending mm. time there and having a good friend who put you up for weeks and it was a subtle moment, but there was the anticipation of, oh, I'm probably going to fall in love with this place again and want to move back. Because as a reader, I'm I'm there. I'm with you. I'm going, yeah, you're going to move back, and that'll help everything. But you don't do that because you realize you've already shifted away from that enough that that is no longer home anyway. Yeah. And so yeah. When, when you say love. That was, a, that was a jarring moment for me. I remember it really clearly walking around Boston waiting to feel these old feelings and they weren't coming and um <laughs> again now I see that as a gift I think for anyone who's felt these feelings if you can sort of hang in there and be patient and and sort of wait and have faith and see okay this is not the life this is not my life anymore. I can't jerry-rig myself into this old life, but something else will emerge and I have to be okay with whatever that is and be, again, be patient and have faith. But in that moment, I, I wasn't feeling that way. I was very much, I'm going back to Boston and then I will feel good. And I went back to Boston, and it was this, you know, wherever you go, there you are. It was the same me, <laughs> the newer me in my old place. So that was that was disheartening, <laughs> but ultimately, ultimately helpful in shifting me into this life that I have now that I, I really cherish. And, you know, as hard as some of those moments were, I wouldn't change any of it. And I'm certain that other people would say the same thing. People who have had some losses would say the same thing. You know, there's so many great gifts, wonderful gifts that come from from loss, and I, I wouldn't change any of it. 
that's a powerful statement and very helpful, I'm sure, for so many who are experiencing loss now or in their past. Kristen, have you ever considered how that one impulsive action that you took to leave Boston suddenly on the <laughs> basis of a very light flirtation and join forces with someone you hardly, how that was the catalyst? Does that ever occur to you that that was coming from a very deep place? I, I, I wonder, you know, as I get older, I, I wonder how I love to have this feeling that I'm the, I'm the master of my ship <laughs> and I'm with every passing year, I'm reminded that that's just not so <laughs> in some ways, you know, we, we make decisions and we have free will and, and all that, but in other ways, I think Sometimes we're we're nudged in certain directions. So I don't know. You know that was such an impulsive decision, and so much uh, blew up because of that impulsive decision. And yet I have um, this very different life, and I have a book that I hope will be helpful for people. And you know, if if that's a long and circuitous road I had to take to get to where I am now, maybe that was, there's some, some deeper, some deeper things at play there. I don't know. I don't know, but it's a great question. I have thought about that quite a bit. And your answer is very full and rich. Thank you so much, Kristen, for everything you've said today. But now we'll go back to, where can people buy your book, From the Lake House? My book is coming out in July of 2020, um, and it is available at, on Amazon and um, also on IndieBound, which is an independent bookseller. Um, for those in the uh, Chapel Hill area, it will be at Flyleafs, which is our wonderful independent bookstore, both in person and online. Um, and I imagine Amazon is going to be the easiest way for folks to find my book. But, yep. July 2020. Thank you so much, Kristen, for all of your wisdom and all of your sharing. I really appreciate it. Will you come back and speak with us again? I would love to. I would love to. Thank you so much. I really enjoyed talking to you and, and being with you, and um, I would love to come back. So thank you for the invitation. Oh, you're more than welcome. And just for today, bye for now. Okay. Bye. That's it. That's all for today. Many thanks to Kevin McLeod for that lovely music, Carefree. And many thanks to all of you who make these podcasts possible. Remember, take good care of each other. Bye for now.